tuned in to the Cosmic Combos podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You are now tuned into the Cosmic Combos podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and got my good brother over here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Our brother lived, learning, and applying. That's about it. How about yourself, King? Hey, man, no complaints here, man. Just, you know, like I always say, man, trying to make tomorrow the better day than today. Try to do my best in the present and, you know, try to get get more like my brother over here, man. (laughs) Already. Vice versa, King. Vice versa. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, but before we get too far, I want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. <laughs> big up to y'all, big up to y'all. We definitely appreciate y'all. And before we, you know, start giving our, you know, our plugs and everything like that, I want to make sure that, you know, you guys remember to like, subscribe. And share this episode with all your peoples um, so we could take this thing to the moon, literally, and, um, you know, and uh, be able to get this stuff to the world. But other than that, um, you know, you can find Push It Forward Media Group at Push It Forward, P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D on Instagram. You can find us on the web with that same handle. Um, Follow the podcast. You know, if you got to us through another way, follow the podcast at Cosmic Convos. That's C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N. VO on Instagram there. You can hit the link and um, get to all of our different, you know, um, things that we got going on and stuff like that. Um, Rob, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, you can hit me up via Calaprusha Astrology at Gmail, or you can hit me up Shechem Rob via IG or Facebook. Either one of those would definitely get at me. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so, you know, here we are. You know, we're getting real close to the end of this season. I don't know why it seemed like this season went by much longer than the other ones. It's just, I don't know. It seemed like we did more than, we seemed like we already hit 25 for some reason. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we round, we're getting close to the end of this season. Um, we're at episode 23 right now. Big ups to us real quick. Or whatnot, and um, you know, looks like um, you know, we 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 we've been you know had a pretty solid season so far, <laughs> or whatnot, you know. Um, and last episode, a lot of people appreciated that. Um, you know, just kind of going over that that carcass system, and really, honestly, I mean, a lot of fundamentals was given, but really, it just was the the uh, just cutting the surface on that on that whole topic or whatnot. What's the type of feedback you got back on episode 22? Yeah. A lot of my students liked it as well. So yeah, I got some good feedback. People definitely helped said it helped kind of give them an understanding of how the Caracas system works. Like you said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to discuss some Caracas here today and kind of show how uh, it works uh, in real time. So yeah, I guess I, I, I enjoyed the show. So yeah, I definitely got some good feedback. Indeed, 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 indeed. Yeah, man. This um, I mean, this it's so this thing is like a, a, a infinite onion, you know. <laughs> you know, just keep peeling, 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 peeling. But you know, it's a beautiful science, man. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely uh, is uh, you know, blessed to you know be you know in the time period to be able to have the knowledge of it, indeed, or whatnot. Sure. Sure. Yep. But um, you know, let's uh I don't have any Patreon questions or whatnot. Um 
I think we could uh, pretty much jump into it unless you want you want to give an announcement, anything like that before we jump into today's topic. No, actually, this show is per Patreon request. So just so you know, right, that when you call in or when you send your requests, you know, they do get heard and we do filter them and we do, you know, try to at least uh, include them in our show. So this is a shout out to uh, one of those requests from Patreon. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've had... I mean, if, you, if you're if you following us, you know, we, we have quite a few Patreon shows. So if you're sitting there and you're like, yo, I want y'all to do a show on this, hit us up on Patreon. All right. But um, shoot, you know, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into today's topic or whatnot. Um, you know, some interesting things going on with, uh, I guess, you know, our partners, <laughs> you know, on the other side of the pond. Um with the 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 young, you know, um, you know, the wedded ones or whatnot, a lot of little interesting things going on there, and um, you know, we uh pulled the charts, man, and 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 see, you know, kind of we can, you know, kind of predict what's happening. You know, it's never seen anything like this in particular, especially with the English. I mean, just before we started, we were just talking about, you know, it, it just if you look at the difference between how you know, slavery was here in America and how it was in Latin America and how the two different colonizers, you know, intermingled with their uh, <laughs> with their slaves. I mean, that still carries on, you know, and, you know, just in the, you know, English, the Anglican disposition, you know, they, they really kept it separate. They intermingled, you know, but it wasn't like how you saw it in Latin America. I mean, they they created a whole new ethnic group <laughs> in, in Latin America. You know, you know here is <laughs> here. It don't care. It's one drop. You know what I'm saying? Like you, <laughs> it's yeah, a whole different ball game. Absolutely. So we, we we're seeing some of that stuff play out right now, or whatnot. So if, I mean, if you the had... chickens come home to roost, don't they? <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, you know. Well. You know, if y'all thought that, uh, and let's just let's just put it in a little. Let's give you a little context, right? Of what we're talking about. So, everyone knows who Princess Diana is, right? For the most part, yeah. Unless you're, you know, fairly extremely young, right? Not a fine heart person to find out about Princess Diana, right? Was murdered, right? And. She and the individual that she was betrothed to, Prince Charles, right, mm -hmm. um, were going through a right problem. Well, Princess Diana was with a individual of a race of a darker persuasion. Right? Yeah. And when it was found out that uh, Princess Di was... Uh, dealing with, you know, or consorting with such people, we have an accident. Mm -hmm. Now, that's Princess Diana. Right? She's one of the most loved, I mean, women in, in her, you know, era and country. Now, let's fast forward, right, to <laughs> the situation <laughs> we're dealing with here. Yeah. Right? And not to say, you know, that, you know, they're racist or whatever you want to call it, but let's just look at it for what it is, right? Um, you know. The purists. So. <laughs> the blue bloods, right, don't like their blood to be intermingled or mixed in the yeah. East. And understanding, you know, that. Now it's tainted, right? And I didn't watch the Oprah special with Meghan Markle uh, and Prince uh, Henry. Uh, Henry. I, I didn't have the desire, but I already knew what the, the content was, right? Before the, the, the mouths open, I already knew, right? It doesn't take much to figure out that that whole scenario was one that they didn't really look too happy about. No. <laughs> No. Uh, you know, it's a big celebration in, in England when uh, one of the royals marries. And, you know, they go all out, they pull all the stops, all the bells and whistles, right? And so 
Um, this was no exception. However, one of the beautiful things about this science is that when you really when you really want to know what's going on, you really pay close attention to the time of something or the timing of something. And I personally knew, but when I watched this whole thing unfold before it even got to the point of marriage, I knew. I said, this is a woman that is of African descent about to be in the in not the White House, but in the royal house in Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is not Obama and Michelle, right? <laughs> this is not well not to mention <laughs> even Brexit. Brexit's going <laughs> Brexit the whole it's a lot going on over there and and, and then for yes. the royal royal family to drop this bomb one of the royal sons to drop this mm. is like, oh heck, mm. <laughs> it's exploding. Mm. <laughs> not now, not now. You didn't marry this one, please. <laughs> She's that little hat she be wearing. The little queen <laughs> that is to the side right now <laughs> <laughs> because she is not a happy camper, right? Oh no, and so, um, you know. You really got to understand that this is probably one of the most unorthodox marriages, right? That could have taken place because number one, not only is she not from that part of the world, she's obviously not of that same um, racial ethnicity. So, you know, considering, right, I was surprised that it happened. I mean, not to say they could stop it, but I didn't think that I didn't think that they would give any support or any credence to it like they did, but they actually gave gave them a proper royal wedding. But right, I looked at the time. I personally looked at the time. I nailed the time down when they got married. Right? And it, it's noon, right? It's 12 p.m. noon, right? English England time, May 19, 2018. And so the time that is produced, right, shows some very interesting qualities about the union, right? Now, before we actually even get into the chart, I wanted to show just some things that, just some points that we can look at to show two individuals and then what the union manifests as. So let's look at Prince Harry's chart first to get some good understanding about this marriage piece that they brought to that this this union piece they brought together. So he's he's Sag ascendant, right? Mm. Jupiter and Sag, very powerful chart. Um Jupiter's within what but 7 to 8 degrees of the ascendant, right? Yep. Very powerful, right? Um and you know the thing is, is that this person is born in into under royal unto royalty. If you look at the ninth house, right, the ninth house has the sun in Leo. Right, his father is the lineage that he is he has acquired his royalty through. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can clearly see, right, his father is the determinant factor for the royalty to be passed down. Not only that, the second lord is in the 11th exalted second house is family so he's born to royalty right yeah all all through and through now some very important things to keep in mind just around marriage number 1 right venus the caraca of marriage right is situated in the 10th house yeah. meaning <clears throat> that the marriage itself is going to be a matter of public display mm-hmm. right that the union is going to be literally all eyes on me or on us and we have seen that transpire so far not only but venus is in debilitation it's in debilitation in the sense that the choice that is determined or the person that is chosen is not head in step with what 
would be would seem acceptable or seem adequate right venus doesn't isn't allowed to bring the fullness of its of its significators to the to the table however right there are some specific things that do alleviate that placement one being venus's lord mercury in the ninth being in the ninth with the ninth lord that is a kindri adhi uh Arapati yoga as a very powerful yoga, right? So it that I don't want to say cancels, but it mitigates, right, or off or kind of offsets some of those negative qualities. It does bring the woman to from a perspective, or the wife from a perspective that is of a higher note. Meaning he doesn't just marry anybody, and Meghan Markle isn't just anybody. Yeah. She's not someone that we consider as. Uh, I'm going to say, because we don't have any royalty, but she's not someone that cons- is considered um, uh, He didn't marry high, a peasant on the street. But he, he didn't marry a peasant, right. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. He married somebody. Right? Yeah. Or a somebody. So um, not only that, Venus is the crock of wife. Being in the 10th house means that the woman that he marries is going to be a leader. Right. See, this is how you use the karaka. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in a super it is in a papakatari yoga. So the wife is going to be under pressure when they marry. How do I know? Could you? Could you? Saturn you, is in the eleventh. And what? Let, let's let me break down what a papakatari yoga is. Right. Yeah. So you have a subakatari and a papakatari yoga. Suba means good, right? And papa means evil or bad, right? So when you have Subhakatari Yoga, S-U-B-H-A-K-A-T-A-R-I, Subhakatari, or Papa Katari, P-A-P-A, so it sounds Papa, K-A-T-A-R-I, right? When you have a planets that are flanking on both sides of a, of a, when you have two planets flanking on both sides of one planet, that is considered a scissors yoga or a Katari yoga where the, the planet is hemmed, yeah, right? And so you can see that the sun, right, mm-hmm. which is a malefic planet, Papa, mm-hmm. and then you have Saturn, which is a malefic planet, Papa, yeah, both of which, right, are squeezing in Venus. Yeah. Right? Putting her in a very cramped, compromised, pressurized position, as his wife is. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially now. So, right, the wife is going to have a lot of duress and pressure, right? Being in the limelight, obviously, Venus in the 10th. All of these are just Caracas that we're reading, right? Yeah. That's why, right, we really use them in that we use them in this way. Now, uh, let's see. In fact, if you even look, Moon is sixth from Venus or eighth from Venus, showing that there may be some animosity between the mother and the wife, <laughs> right? Or the or the even the, the female lineage and who he chooses. So, yeah. right again, shows a lot of interesting um, denotations around the wife. Right? The seventh Lord, right, is in the eleventh, is in the ninth. That also so that does support a very healthy marriage. Right. It's with the ninth Lord. So again, it does support that he does have the support to have a long term union. And this will not be something this will not he won't be the type or this won't be the situation where they just, you know, split apart or just crumbles, you know, overnight. This is not something that will happen in that way. Um, but he is in a Rahu Dasha. Right. <clears throat> and we all know about Rahu Dashas on this show. right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right, I told you, right? Rahu, he, he's the wild card. Well, he pulled a wild, wild card, card rebellious <laughs> move for sure. Right, and so him pulling that wild card rebellious move is by way of the karmic distrib- distribution planet that governs Rahu. Yeah, Venus, and the planet that governs the distribution is the planet of love and marriage. So this is where the karma would be played out is in that realm, right? Not only that, Rahu's Lord is in the 10th, right? Mm-hmm. 
showing that during Rahu's period, this is going to be a major issue or major highlighting, something to highlight during this time. Now, when he married her, the exact time he married her, he was in a Rahu Ketu period, Dasha period. And Dasha periods that contain Rahu and Ketu are like topsy-turvy, right? Mm-hmm. They're really kind of like that that this person brings something about it is very unorthodox or very um taboo or rebellious against the normal customs and norms of that particular area right country family and so forth this is exactly what he does yeah right. so just just to show his kind of side of now the, the, his relation, I don't say relationship chart, but his deny, right, which denotes the ability to maintain a relationship, has K2 in the ascendant, and Venus conjoins that in his D1, which is not good. So this also this does show some detachment from the wife, some some discriminate some discriminatory issues because remember Virgo is all about discrimination, yeah. some discriminatory issues right with the wife. Because right. Venus is in the tenth when you transport it from the D one to the D nine. Mm-hmm. So let's look at hers, and we—that's just to give an understanding that you know he has some very strong placements for marriage, but he also has some challenges as well that could come out when Saturn kind of plays his hand. Right. So let's look at uh, Megan. Megan's chart is here. She's Cancer Ascendant. Uh, Big she's up to the Cancer Ascendants. <laughs> Cancer's is in the house. Uh, Cancer's got Rahu in the Ascendant, Mercury, Sun. Definitely strong-willed. The Sun gives her that strength, her backbone, her character. Um, that's what the Sun is all about, is character. So it gives her that staunch character. Uh, she is a motivational speaker. Right. That's a lot of what she did um, before she got married. Uh, and you see Mercury in the Ascendant conjunct the sun. So that is the motivational aspect of the speaking. Uh, she did gain some fame and notoriety from it because she did. She's in her. She's had her Rahu is in her Ascendant. So this all does definitely make her a standout type of person. She's very beautiful. Right. And the beauty comes in from Venus in the second. Venus in the second house can make someone extremely gorgeous, especially have a very beautiful smile and a glow about their their face, just almost to pulls you in, right? She's, yeah. I mean, she's she's easy on the eye, right? Venus in the, the ascendant will do that too. A lot of times, more Venus in the ascendant will shape the overall body and the face and the head. Where Venus in the second is just the actual face, face, yeah, right. So very, very beautiful. Venus is in its own nakshatra, which is in Purva Falguni, which then even beautifies her even more. So she's gorgeous, right? Um, However, right, Venus in Leo (laughs) does require adoration. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It does require adoration. And Venus is conjoining his son in the ninth, so his Venus, her Venus is in his ninth. Does and it and it does conjoin his seventh Lord, so that does boost the marriage from her perspective. Mm-hmm. She's getting more out of it than him. Oh, by far, right? So, <laughs> right, but remember, right? She's going to marry someone that's going to lift her up on that pedestal because yeah. Venus is the crock of marriage. Yeah, right. However, right, <clears throat> she has Rahu in the Ascendant. And I don't want to make this a kind of universal statement, but it holds about 70 to 75% weight, right, of what I'm going to say. There's always qualifiers that can offset or mitigate mm-hmm. in this science. So one placement will never do a thing. Right, it has to be what we consider confluence. But let's just take a gander and look and understand that she has K2 in the seventh house. 
I've seen relationships with this and they are very challenging, especially the first marriage. Well, we talked about this. Um, we, we, not we necessarily did. With, with, with someone very prominent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Vice President Kamala Harris. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, she she hasn't had a a good strike at marriage. You know, <laughs> you know no, you know that no. She, <laughs> I mean, and she and here's the thing, <clears throat> she married later. Yeah, officially. Right? Yep. Yeah. Right. When Kate, mm-hmm. in fact, she was in her forties when she married. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Rahu's periods turn on at forty two. And K2 turns on at 48. And it kind of is a way to say that at that time, those are times that those planets kind of, you know, let up a little bit. They pull back, right? You go through and you've learned some things about the instruments of those forces in your life. Yeah. Right. And so um, Rahu deals with purpose, right? Deals with who you are to become or what kind of issues you're here to um, purge. Yeah. Right. And so she purged a lot of that Rahu in the ascendant by being in the positions that she was in, gaining the fame, gaining the notoriety, gaining the accolades, gaining the inflation of her ego. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it was time for her to marry, she already had that under her belt. This is very different. Yeah. Right. She she has had some of the fame. She has had some of the notoriety, but not to the level of which it would be satiational because 42 hasn't hit yet. Yeah. She's actually older than him. Mhm. Which also makes a difference <laughs> in this science, believe it or not. Right. The man should be older. So, <clears throat> right, just showing a few things. Number one, right, she has K2 in the seventh. Definitely challenging. Yeah. Definitely challenging, right? Number two, she has the seventh Lord, right, with Jupiter and the moon, all within three degrees. Very tight conjunctions. Little wiggle room. For escape from certain things, right? That's what those degrees mean. The they larger are. the degrees, the more they wiggle are, room. They all stuck in the same room, like They're in, in, the the closet, same, in the same closet. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And here's the thing they're in the moon is governing the whole party because it's the moon's nakshatra. Yeah. Right. It's in hosta. Mm. So it does bode well for marriage. But it does bring delays. It brings restrictions. It brings denials. Right? It brings. Well, cancer alone does that. Cancer ascendant on its own. Yeah. Right. Cancer alone brings those setups. Now, she, she didn't marry someone older than her, which is typically what cancer women should do. Mm hmm. But she did marry someone that was extremely well established. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, give or take a little. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a given. Now, the thing is that that placement, right, with Saturn being in the third house with Jupiter, with the moon. Remember, the moon is her ascendant. So this means that this marriage, her first marriage is going to be, she's going to take personal responsibility and personal hands-on actions to try to navigate this. She's going to take it personally. Right. And you can see she has. Yeah. Right. Now, here's some things, right, that we can, and the other thing is that her, her, her D9 is cancer as well. But look at Venus in the D9. It's debilitated, which transfers right over to the prince's D9 as well, right? <laughs> as debilitated with K2. 
not a good chance to last for a long time. I give it about seven to ten, seven to eight years. And we're going to see why here in just a minute. Right. She marries him during a Jupiter Dasha period. Very well done. Right. Um, however, right, Saturn will Saturn Dasha will be here in 2031. Right. By that time, when in fact, when Jupiter Rahu Dasha hits in 2029, that will be the beginning, right, of the unraveling of this. Right. Because Jupiter, right, is in a 311 position. Meaning, if you count from Jupiter, you get to Rahu. It's eleven places away, right? That's mm-hmm. not that's not going to bode well, right? For that time period to support the union. So when Saturn comes out, right? Saturn puts pressure. Now she's going to feel the pressure of that seventh house. She's going to feel the pressure of having to man up and be responsible and face some decisions maybe you didn't think about before you did or you thought about but didn't understand the consequences well i mean I, i'm not like you know wishing this on her but i mean oh, no. I, I don't know the queen is not gonna I, I doubt if she makes it to that point um greatly so you know someone's gonna have to take over the throne at that you know when whenever you know when she transitions so <laughs> And yeah. whoever, whomever it might be may take personal issue, right, with the status quo of that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, right, this is a very challenging marriage. Yeah. Right? As Saturn affords you, right? Says you have to pay your dues. Well, you weren't in the blue blood line. So your dues are to be raked over the coals of of criticism. Mm -hmm. That's your dues. That's the dues that Saturn is foreboding for her, right? To be humiliated because Ketu is humiliation in the seventh house, right? So again, showing karma, right? (laughs) Right. Karma being played out. As you can see. Yeah. Right. Let's take a look at the marriage chart because this really is the tell all. Right. This is the tell all. Check it out. So she's born, not born, they are married. The relationship is born or birth. The marriage is, is created under Leo. Maka. Maka, which is <laughs> the. The sign of royalty. Mm. Bar none out of all 27 nakshatras, out of all 12 signs, this is it. Isn't it interesting that they get married under the sign of royalty? Yeah. Right. The ascendant lord, which is the sun, right, which rules Leo, is placed in the 10th house. Yeah. And critical. In Kritika, this means that the relationship is going to be on public display. The marriage is going to be a public conversation. Right. Automatically. Right. Now the sun being in Venus, right, shows some of the elegance, right? That she's afforded, that the relationship is afforded, right? The wealth, right? Taurus's wealth. Right, yeah. so you can see this is the setup. Kritika, right, is ruled by the sun itself. So again, yeah. it also shows right another degree of of royalty. Right, mm-hmm. it shows another degree of royalty in that particular placement. So this is clearly showing that this relationship is going to be one that is going to be a light bulb for everybody to take a gander at. Yep. Now. Here's where it gets interesting, right? The seventh Lord is Saturn. Again, they married on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Bad day. They say that a lot of people, a lot of times over here, 
we divorce because we marry on Saturdays. This would, that's the most common day in the West. Yeah. I mean, the divorce rate is shows the results, right? Sky high. Sky high, right? <laughs> they could have married on a Friday. It would have been a little bit different, but not quite. It would have been enough so that it would have made substantial difference because the moon still would have been in Gemini. It would have been in Ardra, but it wouldn't have been Saturday. Yeah. Meaning that Saturn wouldn't have had his say so much. But he still is going to have his say in this regard because it is Leo ascendant and Saturn rules the seventh house. Mm -hmm. So kings, royalty, people of high power position must be very careful, patient, and look deep before they marry. He fell in love. This is a marriage about love. The seventh Lord, which is Saturn, is in the fifth house of courting and romance. Yeah. Right. That being the case, right, this is one that they, they fell in love with one another. However, that's not going to carry the day. The thing I want you to keep in mind is, this is the interesting thing, folks. Saturn is in Sagittarius in the fifth, in the marital chart. But Saturn is over his ascendant. Mm -hmm. It's over Prince Henry's ascendant. That is putting pressure on him, great undue stress on him personally around getting married to this person. Yeah. So you can see the results of that karmic place, of that karmic situation, karmic decision. Where now you've changed the game. Now you're going to have to face and you're going to have to pay the piper now too. Mm -hmm. Not not just her. He is going to have to pay it. Yeah. It conjuncts his ascendant lord, his ascendant, and it aspects his seventh house. All putting pressure on him because he chose someone that was not in sync, in step with what they had in mind. Yeah. Remember, Rahu is the Dasha that he's in. So he's going to do things unorthodox. And this is now Saturn is in the ascendant or was in the ascendant at the time of marriage, saying now you're going to understand the the actions that you've you've you've, you've chosen. Yeah. Now gets better. So this places Mars. In her 10th house. I'm excuse me. Mars in her 7th house. Mars is in is in Capricorn. In K2. Mm -hmm. With K2. Right? In Cap. Guess what? Looking right back to her chart. It puts Mars in the 7th. Which is contentious for marriage. Yeah. And K2. Right along with her natal K2. So she actually got married during a natal ret a nodal return. <laughs> Interesting. Not at the time. <laughs> Interesting. So, right, these are just things that are lining up the karma, right? Saturn is putting pressure on him. Mars is putting animosity inside of the union, mm -hmm. right? These things acting upon our better sensibilities eventually begin to push buttons. And they say seven years is the max. Right, from which you literally can now either proceed or shift gears. Well, seven years from now would be a pretty good timing and that that Saturn Dasha for the marriage will kick in by that time. It is see they married in a Jupiter Dasha, which is awesome for the marriage, but Saturn comes in fairly shortly after. Right. Some positives, right? Mm-hmm. Saturn in the fifth aspected by Venus definitely helpful it is in Purva Ashada now being in Purva Ashada the seventh Lord being in Purva Ashada we can shape and understand that this relationship is definitely going to be one that they're going to have to hold their torch yeah right they're going to have to fight some battles they're going to have to be invincible 
that their union is going to have to be airtight. It's going to be tested. Right? In Purva Ashada. Purva Ashada doesn't give up easily, though. They won't give up easily. They won't let each other go easily. Pressure will become the mainstay of the conversation at some point in which until that Saturn Dasha kicking in says, hey, right, dude, is this what we really want? Do we, is it worth it? And they may say yes, but even still, there's going to be a price to pay. And I would surmise that the price that would be paid is his inheritance being either decreased, diminished, right, or disavowed. Reason is, is because this marriage is his ninth house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? If you look at the marriage from the perspective of his chart, it goes into his, the, the ascended Lord goes into his, right? Yeah. Right? Ninth house. <laughs> right? So again, this is tantamount to pressure along the familial lines, especially from the father. I'm sure his father is in his ear constantly, right? You know the queen hates this, right? And all the other things I'm sure that have not we have not heard, right? As far as conversations are concerned. So again, this just shows, right, this being played out to the T as we see. Um the the thing that does support this, again, Venus aspecting the seventh lord, right? It definitely helps. But then on the hind side, right? On the hind side, Venus is cooled by Saturn's aspect, meaning, you know, Venus is her the sensibilities of love are 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 tamed to a great degree because yeah. of the aspects. But the twelfth Lord is with Venus. Moon, not good. Venus is in Mrigashira. Mrigashira is one of the nakshatras that is not set up or designed for long-term unions because of the suspicion, because of the doubt, because of the the uh, the timidity or the sensitivity in the union. Also, the debates and the arguments. Remember, this is Gemini. Venus is in Mrigashira. Mrigashira's rule is the sign, the nakshatra is ruled by Mars. Mm-hmm. The searching, the need for searching, the need to search, the need to look elsewhere. The grass is possibly greener. Syndrome is what Mrigashir is plagued with. So again, showing this is just, if I had to give it a percentage, 70%, I would have to lean towards at some point them going their own ways, especially when the pressure and the love part of it leaves and fades. And the responsibility and the seriousness of it begins to increase. We will more than likely see this couple go their own way. Yeah, it's um, I don't know it's interesting. I mean, because when you think about the whole concept of arranged marriages, and I'll just throw my own personal opinion out there. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I, I think it's an excellent idea because. I mean, even if you look at it astrologically, you look at just, you know, the natural seventh house, Saturn is exalted there, right? Right. Then when you talk about, you know, queen and kings of the, you know, of that astrological system, Saturn is the seventh house. You know, you have, I mean, when you talk about a royal family in general, there's something that comes with that. There's a, it's, more, it's bigger than you. <laughs> it's not about right? you. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, this is kind of like a display of that of like, you know, you try to buck that particular tradition, because even if it's not public in England, I think, you know, a lot of their marriages are arranged to a certain degree. They're coming from people, they're coming from families that are respected, that they know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the past, even in some cases, their own family. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's I, why Princess Diana was such a big deal. Yeah. Because she wasn't of that ilk. She wasn't from the the you know the line or lineage or you know family that would be considered as you know the one that we want to choose. But you know, 
I mean, in Kemet, right? Yeah. It, you know, similar. I mean, Queen T, Queen T, which is a famous queen. She married Amenhotep III, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a commoner. Mm-hmm. Right? But we had a different system where we would support the feminine aspect. So it wasn't so, and we didn't have these issues, right, of hangups yeah. with, you know, com- skin issues and all that. But nonetheless, right, it's still something to consider because you're taking a power structure, right, and bringing individuals in that are not trained, designed, or, you know, raised, right, to deal with, you know, issues of that nature. So, you know, understandably so that kings, royalty, people of 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 of, of position should think in a certain way, right, around bringing the, you know, people in. It's just the order of things, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, even not even let's say royalty, but the DuPonts, the Vanderbilts, mm-hmm. the Rothschilds, right? Yeah. That's not something they do just marrying anybody because of love. Yeah. Right. And so we're seeing this happen. We showed the seventh Lord in the fifth house. It's a, it's a relationship about love, romance, Roman antics, right? You remember romance, Roman antics, Romeo (laughs) and Juliet, two sides, right? Against Mm -hmm. one another, but two people in love. Same thing, right? Different era, different day, two people in love. Two very different walks of life, right? So, romance, right? Yeah. So, the romantics that we get to see play out, right, is that when you have two folks that are over, that their heartstrings, right? They're, 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 see, the common man has some freedoms. Yeah. Right? He can do that. Right. He can afford to marry and mess up and marry again and mess up and marry again and mess up until he gets it, right? Mm-hmm. But royalty, those that are positions of power, those that hold great stakes in others' lives, not just see with these people help other people. Then you have to take a different approach. Maybe Meghan Markle wasn't the person, right? But karma had to play out, didn't it? He got Venus in that Virgo. Right, Venus and Virgo a lot of times will make a woman darker. Right, hmm. and remember I said in that int- <laughs> right, and then right because it's not he the Venus is the crocker for wife for him, so he marries someone darker. Hmm. Karma is interesting. Oh yeah, right. So showing right, just. Just showing that these things, right, play out perfectly. Perfectly. That we don't have to do much, that the universe has already articulated certain truths. And if you line yourself up with those truths, we gain what we call spiritual power. Right. Indeed. So uh we got we got a question from Patreon real quick. We wanted to know about what about the children? What about children? Well, well. If we look at her chart, fifth house, right? Not hard to see. Right? Not hard to see. Mars, right? Mm-hmm. Is the fifth ruler of the fifth. It's in the twelfth. Yeah. Children bring expenses. <laughs> More than finances. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> right? Sacrifice. But remember I told you, Mars is a Karaka for marriage, for women. She marries a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Mars is in the 12th. Right? Not only that, but when it comes to children, right? Jupiter, which is the Karaka of children, is conjunct Saturn, which is restrictions, delays, denials, right? So the ch- the children, the child, will feel some of the pressures from 
the pressure, when I say pressure, from family, right, that doesn't support or doesn't necessarily render compassion, love, and affection. See, Saturn is devoid of those things. Yeah, and that's probably, and, and see, here, here's the other thing, too, that's interesting, right? Because she's, that's probably going to be her only child, just because of age, of where she's at. Yeah, it, I don't see, Saturn also restricts the number of children, mm -hmm. right? And reduces it to a factor of one to two, usually usually two, mm -hmm. right? But, so, it, but, but Saturn is aspecting the fifth. Yeah. One. So Harry, he can still have, I mean, you know. If he remarries, he can, you know, I mean, that, that's probably something that they're he looking has Jupiter at, too. Aspecting the fifth, he has Jupiter aspect in the fifth house. No, but what I'm saying is as far as from the royal family's perspective, they're like, okay, oh, sure. your, 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 one, your son is going to be the heir. They don't like that. That's the right. <laughs> that, that's but, a problem. But if, if he goes and he remarries some someone else that's you know a little bit more can to their liking the mm -hmm. they can push him all the way out of <laughs> out of the royal situation <laughs> you know this they absolutely a, can yeah I, <laughs> they can they can yeah and his fifth lord mars uh fifth lord mars is in uh it's in the 12th as well so yeah, I, I would. Uh, moon is there. That's eighth lord. Mm -hmm. And the first child is a girl, isn't it? No, I think they have a boy. Yeah, they is have it a boy? boy. Yeah, is it a boy? It's a. I think it's a boy. Yeah. Yeah, son. It's a yeah, boy, son. Mm -hmm. Archie. So Saturn aspecting it does change that uh, dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely changes that dynamic. So yeah, their children, both of them, brings them great expenditure. Great sacrifice. Eighth Lord in the fifth, sacrifice. Changes, tumultuousness, unexpected things around the children, especially the first child. Yeah. And Saturn aspects, which makes them darker. Not much. <laughs> no, he's, he's, I mean, he could, he could, he but almost enough. could pass when yeah. he grew up. Yeah, he he yeah, he slides through there, but it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's there. So yeah, the children, I mean, like you said, I could see one with her. And I Jupiter aspects the fifth, right? So, and he's going to be in a Jupiter Dasha. So it's definitely possible. For the next 16 years, if they part ways, he could have another child. Mm -hmm. Definitely possible. Mm. Yeah. And then Jupiter is gonna transit uh into his fourth house, fifth house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, hope that answers your question, right? Indeed. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just an interesting thing to look at when you look at uh, things that play out in your face, right, with regards to karma, things can't that can't be hidden. Um, he's going to realize some things here when his Jupiter Dasha hits. He's going to wake up. Watch. Every time you go through a Rahu Jupiter change, it's like the light bulb turns on. And he got Jupiter. He has Jupiter in the first. So it's going to hit him harder. Yeah. Right? But he's not going. He has not real. He's realizing it because of the rem, the 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 fallout. Like, oh, wow, it really matters, right? You know how kids, younger people, or people that are not thinking in certain ways, oh, race doesn't matter. We love each other. <laughs> That's Rahu Ooh. talking. Yeah, that was yeah. Rahu in his ear. Right? <laughs> and Jupiter's in her ear. Oh, but I want to get married. And oh, he's royal. Oh. Right. 
not to mention, but didn't think about that queen. She's marrying, he's marrying that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's. And you just, can see her, her face. Her, she just. And her heart just keep pumping. It's like. <laughs> she's just. <laughs> she going hard. <laughs> just keep pumping, man. <laughs> I love to be a fly on the wall there, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> he, oh man, you know he like it's gonna hit him. He's gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> you know I do love her, but wait a minute, I didn't mess. I I did something I wasn't supposed to do because that's what Jupiter hits you. You you realize you messed up. Yeah, right? yeah. Or you realize how you didn't complete right your task, <laughs> right? And so it's going to be on his conscience, <laughs> trust. You know what I mean? Not to say he doesn't love her because he does. He's in love with her. But remember, they married out of a love relationship. Yeah. Right? They didn't marry out of the, the process <laughs> that is set up for them to follow. He did something else. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And they treated her nice. <laughs> she got his <laughs> house. <laughs> like, hold up. <laughs> hold Wait on. a bit. <laughs> you know, yeah, grandma, I'm... great grandma just started tripping. Like, wait a minute, hold up, baby. This ain't oh, this ain't what I was thinking. Right. So, you know, in the conversations, she was like, Well, the baby's gonna be darker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't see that when you was at the wedding. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't get rid of that before I came with this rock. <laughs> you know well, I mean? you know, the thing is, though, too, <laughs> the hilarious. other part of Yeah, I mean, the other part of it, too, is that there's a, I mean, you know, there's, like, etiquette training that goes, you know, for, like, yeah, so, so, so there's something... They they they're probably looking at her, and it's 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 a race thing, but it's also like it's just beyond. She's not race. one of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's not yeah. one of us. Like, cause if she's in there, like... cause she's she's not no she's not no pushover girl. She's got you know, son in the first. No way. Yeah, so, so she's like trying to call shots, and they're looking at him like. I, like I said, <laughs> look, look, she's got her Mars is in his seventh. So yeah. you already know she's running the show. I'm telling <laughs> you, that little redhead man is sitting there. <laughs> that little redhead man sitting there like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, welcome. Welcome. You're going to be an honorary brother. <laughs> 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 What's she done with you? <laughs> right? Because she's probably she's probably. Really getting a good dose of some things, realizing what she did as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, love doesn't rule all. Love doesn't conquer all, right? As they say. So, you know, um, it's an interesting show, and it's going to be interesting to watch it unfold uh, as they progress, as their relationship develops, as the queen passes, right? She, I, hey, look, I know they last a long time, right? But they ain't gonna, they don't not last, they can, they don't last forever. And within the next 10 years, because remember, Saturn Dasha is going to be upon the marriage within the next five to six years. Yeah. So, you know, by that time, the pressure and the love wearing off when that seven year itch begins to itch, you know, they want to scratch it, right? And remember, Venus is about, the, the the marital chart Venus is all about seeking or finding relationships that are the where the grass is greener, right? Because Megashir is all about searching, right? Finding whatever it is that you think you want to have. The nectar of immortality, or soma, is what they say is what right Megashir is about. So Venus wants to search for that 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 nectar, that sweetness, right? And when that sweetness turns to sour and bitterness, that Saturn brings, watch the relationship, right? Because that's when you're going to see bit by bit, right? News flash, right? News thing, right? They're not getting along. They're having issues. She's tired of this and he's tired of that. And the next thing you know, right? So, you know, it's just interesting how we see karma unfold and we get a chance to learn, right? 
that yes, right, love is important in the relationship, but other things play out as well that have not as much, or if not not as much, but if not more say than how we feel about somebody or how we how someone makes us right, um, or how we enjoy someone else's company. Yeah, it's just it, it's a good way to gauge: is it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it, Prince? Right? Was it was 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 she worth? And you still have to make that decision, right? Because time unfolds more things that you didn't know. Remember, son is in her first house; she's going to be right outspoken. Mars is in Mars is in Gemini, meaning she is with her words. She can be. She can be kind of kind of fiery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mars in the 12th, a lot of times, they'll lose their temper in private. <laughs> Seriously. Mars in the 12th house. Remember the 12th house is the closet. Yeah. They don't want you to see that anger, but trust me, right? In the 12th house, that little redhead man is sitting there wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you get a taste, right? <laughs> you get the taste, right? That, that essence, right? So he, he's had enough, right? I'm sure he that Jupiter will remind him of his lineage and the things he's responsible for and the things he needs to do because over time, right? Love, right? It fades, and then you're left with what it is that you're you're made of. You know, again, I, I I'm not saying I want anyone to part ways. I just look at it for what it is, and for what it is, right? It's a marriage that was not designed, right, to take place in in the fashion and way it did. Especially now, consider even now, considering all of the things that have played out as far as you know, interrelation, inter inter uh, interracial relationships and. You know, same-sex marriages and all that. Even all of that, the royal family is not ready to make that leap, right? And so we're going to see this play out because, you know, old habits die hard. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of years to see how as the child grows up and starts talking and walking, right, and dancing. (laughs) Right, and catching the beat, they could be like, "Wait a minute!" No, <laughs> but it's just going to be an interesting next few years to see with regards to the royal family in this situation. Definitely, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So, with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good patrons over there on Patreons. Big up to y'all as always. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate y'all dropping this um this topic in us for us to cover because I think this is a this was a good episode. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. You know, I was I was just looking at the um kind of the succession of the uh, royal family or whatnot. It's interesting. You know, um, it is. You know, yeah. So what Harry is six. What say? Uh, go ahead. Harry's sixth in line, and their son is seventh in line right now, or whatnot, you know. Um, so, I mean, there's still a ways to go, but, you know, they still have, like, their own little seats over stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Archie technically is, what, Mount Batten of Windsor, or, you know, <laughs> so mm. they're like, you know, we can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> a Negro over Windsor? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. <laughs> Gonna have to discuss this over tea. <laughs> I tell I t- a good show to watch is um on Netflix called uh Queen. Is that mm. what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I saw. I watched. I heard about a couple. Of something. I saw a couple. It's interesting. Right. It's yeah. a little different than what the, the back, crown. The, That's the conversation the crown. back there is different than what you anticipate. Definitely. Yeah, it's called the crown. That's what it's called. Crown. The crown. The crown. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen a couple of episodes. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because it's just like <laughs> imagine the conversations at that dinner table. 
Well, you know, so there's 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 another correlation real quick and I'll uh I'll leave it at that. Um I don't know people who watch Game of Thrones, but um you know in that in that season, you know, um the elder son who uh basically he claimed king over the um a region that was splitting from the total region um was named Rob Stark, right? So, you know, he's at battle, he's kicking butt. <clears throat> And he, his mom makes a deal with one of the um, kingdoms that, you know, her son, who is now the king over this particular area, is going to marry one of his daughters in exchange for him to, you know, let them get passage through to continue on what they're doing and stuff like that. And Rob meets this, this beautiful girl from some far kingdom somewhere or whatnot. Oh, he marries her. <laughs> he marries her. And, you know, and they, they try to do a switcheroo. It was like, okay, you can marry one of our cousins, <laughs> right? So they went through the marriage, but at that wedding, they call it the Red Wedding or whatnot. You probably could look up this scene on YouTube. It's brutal. But they, uh, you know, the, the head of that kingdom that they kind of broke that little promise with, he conspired with their enemies. And at the Red Wedding, they slaughtered all of them. <laughs> slaughtered the back all of the queen's of mind like, ew. What is that episode again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's see that episode again. Please rewind that part. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it was it, it was it was brutal, but <laughs> So <laughs> But I just it just goes to say that, you know, um <laughs> marriage is not about love. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. that hat, that hat, she like that. Had that hat go like this one. <laughs> she like, oh, oh, see the baby, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they killed everybody. Every oh man, man, that is hilarious. Like at the right, they had the whole wedding. The wedding, everybody was just this. And then they just gave the the, the the people who was working the wedding, they had like their stuff like hitting under this. And then right after the end of the uh, little royal reception, everybody dances and stuff like that. The piano person start playing something different. And that was the cue. Mm. Everybody. And it was on, right? Wow. <laughs> it was Y'all no fight. She, got that, it was she probably done. got that episode in her phone. Like, let me see that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, yeah, thanks for the topic. Thanks for the topic, definitely. It was great. Indeed, man. So, um, you know, as usual, uh, thank you all for tuning in. And, um, you know, this was episode 23. And we will be back next week with another great episode for you. And um, we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.